Well, I would say I like to tell people that I was in a non-monogamous relationship before I knew what non-monogamy was. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 149. Take two. It's a Monday. It is a Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy bonus episode. Monday. (laughs) Today we have an interview with Wilson. He's in his late 20s and has been exploring polyamory and non-monogamy for quite a while. But he didn't really know that it was a thing. Right. So he was in a long-distance relationship with a woman in Argentina, and they were like, well, we're going to do this open relationship thing, and they just kind of made it up as they went along. Kind of jumped right into it. And so it's a great story about sort of how that relationship led him to start exploring it and researching it and figuring it out. And now he's sort of hitting the road, looking to figure out what solo poly and what his dynamic's going to look like. Yeah. And it's super exciting, and we're really happy he reached out. Yes. Before we jump into the interview, we do have a couple of quick announcements. Our first is updates on our community. So we're going to keep these really short this week, and we're going to put most of the information in the outro. So basically just some dates for you to remember. Yeah, our next virtual meet and greet is this coming Friday. That is October 16th, and it's going to be from 10 to 12 a.m. Eastern time. 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. So 10 to midnight Eastern. Yes. We were going to keep it short, but now we had to go long. Uh, You you interrupted me. (laughs) Well, I thought it was going to be from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. No, I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear. Anyway. Um, our It's open to everybody and it's $10 and all of the details will be in the outro. So we will stop there. And now... What, Patreon? A couple of things about Patreon. Yes. So we're also building a community on Patreon. And our next women's group call is this this Wednesday, October 14th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then also we have our next Q&A, which will be on October 28th. That's a Wednesday. We do two of them, one at 9 p.m. Eastern and another at 9 p.m. Pacific. And if you want to learn more about what all of the Patreon perks and what all is going on, just stick around to the outro or head over to our website and click on the Patreon tab. And just a really quick thank you so much for all of you who support us. We can't thank you enough. Yeah, and for making the community amazing we're upwards of 110 people in the community now and it's awesome so thank you all for the support and we love it and we're excited every every month to do the q a's and everything so a huge thank you to our sponsor for today's episode all Alt playground. playground oh nailed that same time <laughs> high five you want to talk about it? <laughs> well, I thought you were going to roll with it. No, it's, that's a handoff. So if you haven't heard of Alt Playground, it is an online dating website, mostly for non-monogamous people. I shouldn't say mostly. It is for non-monogamous people. Well, there might be a couple who slipped in. Uh, true, true. But it is a great way to meet diverse and inclusive community. 
Yeah, and they have just rolled out a new feature where if you're looking to try it out, uh, you can try it out for three days for $3.99. So you might be thinking, well, that's kind of silly, but their big thing is um, not giving away free trials because they're really trying to keep the riffraff out. The bots and trolls. The bots and trolls and yeah, people who aren't actually using the site. So three days, $3.99, you can get in and see everything that they have to offer, all the stuff we've been talking about. And then decide if it's a long term solution or something that you want to try out for a longer term. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There are links to sign up on the homepage. There are also links to sign up under our resources page, or you can go straight to altplayground.net and sign up for three days for $3.99 on your own. Yes. And one last thing before we jump into this show, we know that the U.S. is opening up a little bit more and you might be looking to go meet people in person. And one thing we would recommend is to know your STI status and be able to have those conversations in person or before you meet people. And so you'll have all the conversations out there in the open. Yeah. And the way that we do this is we use a website called stdcheck.com. We've talked about it a ton in the past, but we honestly, we use it ourselves and we love it. And it is affordable. It's easy. It's discreet. You don't have to have uncomfortable conversations with your doctor. Which is a huge bonus. Yeah. Not that we've ever had those. (laughs) But if you use the links, uh, it does support the show and we really appreciate it. So head over to our website again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the resources tab. Yeah. And there's links in there. There's also links in the show notes of your podcast player. And while you're over at our website, by the way, maybe you should reach out to us, say hello. You can contact us uh, by clicking on the contact tab. And there's show notes of all of our guests uh, by clicking on the podcast tab. So we look forward to hearing from you and we will talk more at you in the outro. But let's go listen to Wilson. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Wilson. That's a warm welcome. That is. That's a triple welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. We don't know too much about you, as we do not with most guests. So do you mind introducing us and the listeners to who who is Wilson? Well, I am Wilson. I am in my late 20s. I live in West Michigan. And currently, I am single. I'm just previously out of a couple relationships. I do identify as polyamorous. Not really identifying as solo poly right now. I'm not really quite sure, but I just kind of use the term polyamorous in general to describe the way I kind of structure my life and my relationships. So, yeah. 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 I mean, hey, labels are what you make them, right? So, for sure. You, ca- you call yourself whatever you want to be. Well, we support you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and define that term however yeah, you want to define sure. it. <laughs> for sure. And I think we'll probably get to know more about what that means. So, you're in your late 20s. When, I mean, maybe when did you learn about non-monogamy or has it always been something that you've practiced, known about? Well, I would say I like to tell people that I was in a non-monogamous relationship before I knew what non-monogamy was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. When I discovered what polyamory and non-monogamy in general was in college, Specifically in 2013, I remember that because I still remember vividly the the moment really that I found out. But I had already been in a non-monogamous relationship at that point for actually it hadn't been that long, but about a year ish, few months. Yeah, that's still pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, so it was 
Actually, I said that wrong. My relationship started in 2013, and I didn't discover polyamory and that word and that term until about 2015. So I had been in that relationship for about two years when I discovered that. And I remember hearing, I remember specifically, I found out about it because anybody who knows me knows that I have this, I have a weird fascination with flags. (laughs) and I was right and I was uh I was looking at different like pride flags it was June actually I was looking at different pride flags for pride month or whatever and I saw one that I didn't recognize and it was the poly flag Uh, so I looked at it and I said okay what's this and then I discovered polyamory through that and I remember just reading all about oh poly what is that because I kind of sort of gathered what it was from the root word, you know? And then I, as, as I read more, it was just one of those revealing moments where I was just like, wow, this, this is me. This is what I've been doing more or less for two years. And this is kind of always how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what did it actually look like for you? Like how, how were you not aware you were in a non-monogamous relationship? (laughs) Well, I grew up in a small town So there wasn't a ton of diversity as far as, you know, relationship orientation or, you know, anything as as far as diversity goes in general. So monogamy was just, it wasn't even really a thing in my mind, monogamy as compared to non-monogamy or polyamory or anything else. It was just how things were. Right. So I had always kind of thought that I was just weird. Sure, everybody says that. They always thought, oh, I was just weird because, you know, in high school and even younger than that, I always had multiple crushes at the same time and things like that. But I always kind of justified it in my own mind, like, well, it's because I'm young, you know, it's because I'm however old and, you know, they're not quote unquote serious or things like that. But that didn't change as I got to be an adult, a young adult, you know, into, into college even. That didn't change. I still had those feelings. And actually, that relationship that I mentioned was a long distance relationship. So with the nature of that, it was very long distance, actually. She she lived in Argentina. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that's pretty far. <laughs> yeah, it's a long ways. It's a long ways. It's funny when I, I hear some of my friends talk about, you know, dating somebody. Oh, my boyfriend lives, you know, three hours away. It's so hard. I just look at him like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, try try a few thousand miles, but not not to degrade anything like that. You know, those those are long distance relationships are still hard. You know, regardless yeah. of how far it is, uh, right? But uh, so we kind of worked things out from the beginning there, considering we couldn't see each other in person. I mean, we talked all day every day. We had you know on messaging apps, and we would Skype call at night and things like that, but we couldn't see each other in person. Um, and really do that sort of thing. So we kind of worked it out to what I know now (laughs) is referred to as open relationship. I didn't really know what it was then. I think we did use the term open relationship, but it was kind of, we kind of saw it as this just like custom thing that we're doing to, to kind of make up for the long distance. So what did the, what did the agreement look like? What I guess, did you set up rules and boundaries around what each of you were allowed to do and like what did those look like yes we did it was very there were a lot of rules actually because she as far as i knew i was monogamous little did i know (laughs) 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 but but she was 
also monogamous. She still is, as, as far as I know. We are no longer together, just for, for the record. <laughs> but she, we, we set up a lot of rules, actually. Um, it was a don't ask, don't tell situation, which I wouldn't do again, personally, for me. I know it works for some people, but after having done that, it didn't exactly work out for me personally. Uh, so I wouldn't do it again, but that's what we were doing for the entirety of the relationship. It lasted about five years. There was a couple breaks in there, but it was about a five year relationship. Don't ask, don't tell long distance relationship. And it was the agreement that we had was it was, you know, open sexually for sure. And then as far as romantic relationship goes, if something like that were to develop, we agreed that we would tell the other person, you know, when it got to the point where we knew it was going to be serious, we would tell the other person and have the discussion then. So it never did really until the end, sort of, it was, it's kind of complicated, obviously, but that, that was really what it was. It was just, I don't care what you do. And just don't tell me about it, you know, from both ends for us, right. which was very new to me. I had never heard of any of this happening. You know what? I guess with regards to the, the don't ask, don't tell, were there rules within that? You just said like it, within that you could like anything, but if there was feelings, we had to talk about them. But was you said you also said there was a lot of rules. So I guess maybe trying to understand how you like how you came to this conclusion that this was a thing, like, or was it just like intuitive? Like, well, we can't see each other. So I don't know, go do what you want to do. That's actually, it really was intuitive. It was a situation where we had kind of, we were talking about how are we going to make this work? Neither of us really obviously knew anything about non-monogamy. So we didn't have any sort of structure to go off of. So it really was just an intuitive thing. Like, well, what, what could we do? And we both kind of agreed like, well, we both were human beings. We have needs, we have connection needs. We have, you know, any, all other sorts of needs too. So this will have, it was more of like a, this will have to do for the time being sort of situation but we also agreed, and I didn't mention this, we also agreed that because at the time she had plans on moving to the U.S. Not right away, but eventually moving to the U.S. Okay, that makes sense. So our plan was, yeah, when she got back here to the U.S., that we would be closed again, like a quote-unquote normal monogamous relationship, you know. Yeah, yeah, this was a hold us over until we can be together. Exactly. Forever yes. kind of thing. Yes, okay. exactly. That's what it was. And then in college, when when I made that discovery, <laughs> when I discovered what non-monogamy and polyamory really was, and I started reading about it, I thought, wow, like, holy shit, this is, this, this exactly describes the feelings I've always had and the situation I've always had kind of, you know, in my own head and then with my relationships and things. Because I remember even being a kid and being a, a like in middle school and high school, you know, it's like several of your other guests have said, like you, I didn't have those feelings of jealousy. And like, if, so, if somebody that I liked, like somebody else, it didn't, obviously it was, you know, hard cause they didn't like me, but it wasn't like, I didn't have that jealousy issue. Right. And even with my friends, like not just people that I had feelings for, but even just my friends, like I was never the type of person that, Oh, like why are you hanging out with him? You should be hanging out with me sort of 
thing. I never, I never felt that. And I never really understood why people felt that because it just seemed so illogical to me. (laughs) Right. So did you, I just like, and were you non-monogamous in theory or did either or both of you like act on it and like put it road test the, the strategy you built out? We both did. It was don't ask, don't tell. So I don't know really a lot of the details on her side, but I do know she had other partners at the time. I don't think romantically, if she did, she didn't tell me about it, which was against the rules. So, (laughs) 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 but I didn't have any romantically. I had other sexual partners. I was in college and I was kind of, you know, doing that thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the hoe phase, quote unquote. (laughs) Having fun. Yeah, I was doing that. Safely, obviously, I've always been big on safety, you know, asking the right questions before things happen, condoms, the whole bit. So, yeah, we were acting on it in that aspect. Um, And then as far as romantically goes, that kind of starts the next sort of chapter in my story is... Is when before you jump in that, I just have a really quick question. So, like you said, you never really had jealous feelings, like as a kid and growing up. So, even throughout that whole "don't ask, don't tell" phase, did you have any, or did she express any? Did either one of you express any jealousy feelings, or just was it just like this is what we're going to do to stay together and it's all good? It. I didn't ever feel jealous. I didn't ever feel any jealousy. She sort of did. When she would, because it was the don't ask, don't tell. So when I'm with somebody, we talked all the time. We talked pretty much constantly. I mean, unless I was in class or working or something where I couldn't be on my phone, we were talking. So if she knew that I wasn't in class and I wasn't on my phone or, and I wasn't at work and I wasn't answering her, I think she kind of put two and two together (laughs) that I was either with somebody, but I also... I had, you know, my friends from college, so I could be doing something else. But even when I was with friends, I would usually text her. But if I was with somebody else, I didn't. So I think she kind of figured that out a couple times because I would get some of those jealous vibes Vibes. from her that she was, it wasn't ever explicit. She would never really got mad at me or anything, or it never caused really issues with us, but I definitely got those jealousy kind of vibes from her sometimes when she would figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and definitely let's maybe let's jump to the like you said, sort of the next chapter. But I have one like yes, no question is did you ever meet her in person? No. No? No. There were a couple times. It's kind of sad when I think back on it because <laughs> like I said, we were together for five years, but there were some there were two breaks in there. And she actually came back to the US during one of those breaks. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So it was that was that was kind of hard when I found out when we had gotten back together after that, like, oh, like, but no, I've actually never met her in person. We just, it was a, vir- it was virtual. It was, it was very 2020 for being, <laughs> for being 2015. Yeah. And so you got, you got all the practice for the yeah. pandemic. You, yeah. were just, yeah. you were just a few years ahead of your time. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. All right. So chapter two. You learned about what actually what you were doing was a thing, and then what happens during that time. And I might be getting the years a little bit mixed up in here. I'm not sure the timeline's a little fuzzy when it comes to that. But I kind of consider the next chapter to be when towards the end, the last couple years of my relationship with her, 
things got rocky. That's when we had those breaks because I was fresh. I was new to this. I had just discovered that it's even a thing. I had no idea how to do it really. And so I did meet another girl while I was at college and we started talking and everything. And I don't mean to throw shade at her when I say this because she's a great person and I hold nothing against her, but I was still kind of forming what my non-monogamy would look like. And when I told her about the person that I was seeing, she more or less convinced me that it wasn't a good idea. The new one, the new woman that you met. Yes. The the new woman that I met, she more or less convinced me that I shouldn't be seeing my then current partner right, in Argentina. Because at the time when I met her, I was having kind of a rough patch with my current partner at the time. So things weren't great with the relationship. And then I meet this new woman and things are great with us. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know that it was malicious on her part. I would like to think that it wasn't, but she more or less had convinced me at the time that, that I should stop seeing my current partner and start seeing her. Mm -hmm. And actually it's one of the one regret that I do have that I've definitely learned from, but it is a regret that I have that I, I ended up cutting off my relationship, that long distance relationship to see this new woman, because that didn't last very long. <laughs> the new relationship, it was good. I don't hold anything against her, like I said, but it just didn't work out. It was just one of those situations where, well, it didn't, we've all have been there, you know, it just doesn't work out with somebody. So, yeah. 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 And so at this point you're then thinking, well, you're learning what non-monogamy is for you. Where does that, where yeah, does that take you So next? you've broken up with the woman in Argentina and now, and you've broken up with the woman that you started dating after her or during, I guess that, that first the transition transition. The, yeah. That's yeah. a good word. <laughs> and so, so how about from there? Uh, from there at, at that point, I was completely single again. So, and I really missed the woman in Argentina. I really missed her. So we started talking again, ended up getting back together and it was good. It was good for a while. We more or less just picked up where we left off. I mean, obviously it was hard. We had to have some conversations, <laughs> but we more or less picked up with the same dynamic, same kind of situation, same rules, everything like that. And we did that for, I'm not sure how long. I, I can't remember exactly how long. I think it was a year and a half or so. And then I met, it was about, it was between a year and two years. And it's okay. Yeah. Approximate. fine. Yeah. And I met another woman at college. And at this point I was more grounded in what, in my own identity. I knew I was polyamorous. I knew that word. I was confident using that word. I was not necessarily looking to have multiple partners at the same time, but I was open to it. So when I met, when I met her, I was still with my, I guess, longtime partner at the time. And this new woman, she, she gave me the ultimatum. She gave me the, the big ultimatum, you know, it's her or it's me sort of situation. And again, at that time, I say things went back to, back to normal with the girl in Argentina, but they weren't quite normal. They were still a little, it was kind of right where we left off where we were kind of rough. So it was good, but it was, you know, we weren't solid, I guess you could say. Yeah. So when I got that ultimatum from this new woman, 
I made a mistake again <laughs> and I ended up, I ended up uh, choosing her, which I do hold that against her or that she did put that, she put me in that situation because I could never imagine doing that to somebody personally, but I ended up doing that. And after that, I was with her for a year and a half or so uh, all through until I graduated college. And then we broke up and then I've been, and then I was single again. And that kind of is where I leave that, that chapter there is after college, I had gone out of a, at this time it had been five year relationship more or less with, with that long distance one with some breaks in there and some learning and a lot of, a lot of learning actually, because it was, it was rough, but I did learn a lot about myself and about non-monogamy in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was very much like a, like the hall passes were allowed. Obviously, like you said, the relationships involved more talking and that it wasn't even the woman in Argentina who was telling you that you couldn't be in relationships with these people. It was the people you were finding were, very monogamous themselves and saying, leave, leave this other partner, come to, come to us. And obviously didn't, I don't know if you say worked out or didn't work out, right? Like just cause the relationship didn't last until you died. It Does doesn't mean, mean it doesn't mean it failed. Right. But Classic I, Dan Savage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just channeling my inner Dan, hoping he'll come on the show. One of these days. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, so you were throughout this whole time, I imagine you were learning what worked, what didn't work, what you were, wanting out of a relationship and what well, I, and I can just to pause real quick and say like, I can see how, yes, the, the girls that you met in person, they gave you ultimatums or encouraged you to leave your other partner. But the, it was also tempting because I can see how it'd be tempting because you could see them in person. It's, it's different. Like when you, when you have that physical contact with someone, it's just a different, can be a different level of intimacy than a virtual or long distance relationship. Yeah, it was. And it was, it really was, it was very tempting. And like I said, I do have those regrets, but I, at the same time, I kind of don't because I did learn a lot and I was, it also made it more complicated because I was learning a lot about myself in general during that time. I mean, it was college. That's yes. the time when, you know, everybody or most people learn a lot about and kind of find themselves. And that was very much me. I was, was going through a lot of transitions as far as and changes and kind of finding myself not just with relationships, but you know, in my religious views, my political views, just my views on life in general, just everything was really kind of in this flux. So it was, I didn't really know what I wanted. I didn't really know how to do things. Uh, so it was, it was, it was very good. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so coming out of college, let's say into chapter three, <laughs> what is, what does chapter three look like with Wilson now knows who he is at the, for the time being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, it's, it's a constant evolve, evolve, evolution, evolution, evolution. Yeah, evolution. <laughs> so where, where does chapter three take you? So chapter three starts after college. I'm just working, finishing up some internships, things like that. And I was actually, I was talking to the woman in Argentina again. We weren't really together, but we were on speaking terms again, sort of situation, sort of kind of a, I kind of saw it as a, well, maybe this will work. It's worth talking to see if, if it might work. It didn't spoilers, <laughs> but <laughs> it at that time, 
I wasn't sure if it was going to. So when I started dating after college, actively dating, I went into it wanting an open relationship. So any new relationship that I would, when I would meet somebody and we'd go on a date, I'd I'd more or less tell them, maybe not necessarily on the first date, but oftentimes on the first date, like, listen, this is who I am. And this is sort of the the type of relationship that I'm looking for. Kind of lay those, not boundaries, but lay lay that groundwork off right away so that they kind of knew. And I did. I met met this girl and she was very much open to it. I, I came out to her right away. We had just, we'd gone on a date and we'd seen each other for a couple days. And I told her that I was polyamorous. I told her about my current situation and that I was still talking to that girl. And I did, I did sort of see the relationship that I had with the girl in Argentina as a relationship. It was just not the same as it had been before, but it was, I kind of still saw it as a relationship. So when I met this new girl, I told her I have this current relationship and I'd like to keep that. And, you know, when we decided that we wanted to have a relationship, we decided that it would be open. Now she identified as monogamous, but she was okay with things being open. And it was a similar situation as before, except it wasn't don't ask, don't tell. So this was the first like non-monogamous relationship I had had post learning about non-monogamy it was an open an open relationship in in mm-hmm. the most basic sense of the word i didn't really have a primary sort of hierarchy at the time to, between the two of them because they were so different it was hard to kind of make that that distinction i'm not against hierarchy and i'm not not against hierarchy either <laughs> but it was it's different when one person's long distance and the other person is Right. In the same zip code as you, more or less. Right, right, right. Yeah. So so that's what we did. And that was the dynamic of that relationship was we could have other romantic partners and other sexual partners. And we talked about it. We, we, We communicated. It was a good, I considered it a very good, healthy relationship. And it, that lasted, oh, two years, just almost, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And during that time, did you said that she identified as monogamous? Did either or both of you, again, road test the theory of your open relationship? I mean, apart not to discount the relationship with the woman in Argentina. Yeah, um, we did. Actually, we both did. And which was interesting for me is I, I was used to this. I was kind of used to, to to seeing other people while I was in a relationship and, and talking to other people and potentially dating and things like that. But considering that she identified as monogamous, she was she wasn't really ever looking for dates. I wasn't necessarily looking for dates, but I was open to it. It was mostly a sexual thing. But for her it was purely a sexual thing. She wasn't really at all looking for for other romantic partners, but we both did. We both had other sexual partners and, and we, we were open to talking about it. There wasn't really any jealousy issues, which I think surprised her. And it's interesting when I've, I've told people, some of my friends about this, that by the end, what would be the end of our relationship? She no longer identified as monogamous. She didn't identify as poly, but she, just considered herself generally non-monogamous. And she told me that she discovered that she was 
during that relationship, obviously, because she, she said she would see other people and she would know that I was seeing other people and she didn't feel that jealousy either. And we actually did feel some compersion about that as well. So that really helped her. And then me telling her things and kind of teaching her a little bit about non-monogamy and because it's me. I, so I, I naturally want her to know about the things that I'm feeling. And then she found that she was feeling similar things and she didn't know she was able to do that, which was kind of a beautiful thing, really, when when I think back on it. And that was a gr- that was a great relationship. It lasted a while. But again, it was one of those things where it just I couldn't see it working out in the long term. So I had to cut things off with that. I figured it was just time. I mean, not to stress on that part of the relationship, but sure. things ended up just stopping with us. But and that kind of puts me where I am now. And I've been single for a little while now. So that's now I'm just kind of onto my new chapter. Which is what do you envision it being? Like are are you envisioning moving forward trying to seek out like non-monogamous relationships? Are you just kind of dating around to meet different people or what what, what kind of thing are you doing? Right now I'm I don't wanna I really don't I've kind of decided I don't want to mess around with monogamy anymore. <laughs> I I just I really want to kind of dive headfirst into the non-monogamy and poly scene, scene, quote unquote, <laughs> and really do that, which I kind of chose a bad time to do that with COVID, but, <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. But that's what I've been doing. I've been going in. I put on all my dating, you know, on all the, the dating apps and sites and things like that. I put right in my bio, you know, ENM, poly different things like that. So I'm just straight up with people right from the beginning. And then it kind of keeps, number one, it keeps me from having to have the same conversation over and over again with people. I know when I get a match or I, or I meet somebody that they're at least mostly cool, cool with everything. And it's at right. least, at least there's not that hurdle, I should say, right. to yeah. go over. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I don't know that I have a specific vision of like, this is the exact type of dynamic that I'm looking for. But I do really want to explore. I kind of consider myself in a exploratory phase as far as non-monogamous relationships and dating goes. Because I've never really, really done it. I've dated, but dated monogamous people in that sort of situation. So I'm really exploring. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's a really exciting place to be. Because, you. I mean, it's, why not, right? I mean, COVID yeah. makes it harder for sure. Yeah. But it's still really exciting. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe is a a good point there in that, like, you're kind of exploring, but what is it that you, like, what were your favorite parts and maybe least favorite parts about the previous sort of ways you've explored it? And like, do you have some ideas of like, well, when I do it the next time, I would do this different or I would do this the same? Like, what do you, again, knowing that you could change, but what do you kind of see it like right now, your ideal situation being? I guess I don't really... Yes, I'm not sure. Really sure what you mean. I guess could you repeat that? <laughs> well, like, what is if you were to design your perfect sort of non-monogamous structure, dyna- structure right <laughs> now? Like, would it be you have three different girlfriends and they're all you know casual, or you'd have one serious, one that's casual, one that's long distance? Like, what I guess what would be your <laughs> your preferred strategy for attack? Uh, I guess, so to speak, your war plan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. 
Yeah, I guess in the ideal world, if I could just, you know, wave a magic wand and, <laughs> and make this happen, I would, I would have, I do like the idea of having a primary partner. So I think I would, I would have that primary girlfriend and then probably another girlfriend, but then have some sort of casual relationships on the side. Cause I, I kind of sort of have, I don't have that now, but I have, I have some casual regular relationships right now uh, a couple of them so to keep situations like that around you know some not just play partners but you know good friends that I also play with (laughs) (laughs) and then so yeah in my ideal I would have that as well as having a primary and not necessarily secondary but another partner as well right Mm -hmm. right ideally Right. No. Yeah. I mean, the, again, it was a, fa- it was a waving the magic it wand. It was a waving the magic wand question. So it was perfect. Yeah. I think it was just kind of trying to understand what, you know, over this time of the last six, seven years that you've been exploring this, like, what is it that you had been learning about yourself? Right. You, you've obviously learned a lot and just trying to understand what, what some of those things were. You mean as far as, just relationships or in general about my life. I mean, I'm not obviously not going to tell my whole story about my whole life, but you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. No, I think around the relationships around what you were finding worked and didn't work. And I think you kind of, you kind of answered that, that you enjoy the, the casual partners, but having something a little more serious also works for you and finding the balance between those. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I've learned as far as relationships go is that I'm not doing strict monogamy again. I don't think I could really do that. At the minimum, I think I would need, I don't consider myself a very needy person, but I think as far as the relationships go, I would need to have an open relationship, even if it's just where I can have other casual partners, whether, you know, right. like, like my, my casual partners that I have now or my friends as well as play partners, I would need to at least be able to have that dynamic in a relationship that I have. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, I mean, just as far as everything else goes, you know, as far as with the relationship, obviously like in any non-monogamous relationship, communication for me is just like, I, I tell this even to my monogamous friends that talk to me, they, if they mention anything about their relationship, I say, communicate, you need to communicate. That's incredibly important. So I've really learned over these last few years, kind of what I do and don't value in a partner. And communication is very much one of those things. And then kind of self, I guess it sounds weird to say, but kind of self-worth to people who really, I would say people who are, people who know who they are, know who they want or what they want, I should say, and who they want. (laughs) But people who are kind of, are very confident necessarily, or aren't, they don't necessarily need to be super confident, but need to kind of know who they are, aren't wishy-washy. I don't like wishy-washy people. (laughs) So I kind of have really learned the type of person that I tend to make connections with. Yeah. 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 You know, people who aren't wishy-washy, people who I can people who I can have a conversation with, you know, I've gone, I've gone on dates before. We've all, we've all been on dates with a person that just, you can't talk to them. (laughs) You go and you try to make conversation and they just give you short answers. And it's like, okay, this isn't going to work because I need to be able to at least have 
a conversation about something with you. Yeah. So I've, I've learned a lot about that and I'm still learning because like I said, I've all those relationships that I had in the past were fairly short or fairly close together too. I didn't have a lot of time in between. I don't know what that says about me psychologically, but <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we don't need to read into that. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm really exploring kind of dating in general right now too. So I don't know. It's I, I kind of still consider myself definitely in a learning phase, but it's like a, a new a new learning phase as compared to what I was in before. Yeah. 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 Have, how has the dating gone? And like you said, you're starting to put all of this information out in your app, like the apps that you're non-monogamous and like, what has the response to that been? It's been fairly good. I haven't had a lot of detractors or anything like that. I can tell you, I just recently in the last couple weeks here downloaded a bunch of new ones. Cause I, I was, I was doing kind of the basics, you know, Tinder, Bumble, some of those, and it was working fine, but I kind of made a, I kind of, I guess, rash decision of, I was like, I'm just going to download a bunch of them and just see what sticks, you know, <laughs> throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And obviously I can't keep doing this. I'm going to run out of bandwidth, but I want to see what, what really works out. And I'm kind of still doing that, but it's been it's been pretty good and as far as like putting it in my bio I can tell you when I put it in like my Tinder bio the amount of matches plummeted <laughs> the the amount plummeted but the quality was a lot better so it yeah, it really yeah. became a a quality over quantity which is good in my mind I'd rather that's why I put though that's why I put all that information in there cuz before I had kind of I didn't put it in there almost intentionally because I wanted to have that one-on-one conversation with the person. But number one, I got sick of having the same conversation. (laughs) And number two, I just, it it wasn't really working as well as I thought it was going to. So I figured I'll just put it in and it really has given me a quality over quantity sort of dynamic there. And it's, it's been pretty good. I've, I haven't really dove into the specifically non-monogamous apps yet. I downloaded them on on my phone. I have them right here, but I haven't really set up profiles on any like SLS or any of those yet. I still got to do that, but I've been pretty busy, so I haven't had the time to, but we'll see how that goes when I get on there because I'm sure that's a whole different world than being on some of the other ones, so. Yeah, well, that that leads to another question. Like, are you interested in like the swinging world at all or other types of non-monogamy or are you looking more for different, like more relationships, I guess. And that's, there's a whole lot of definitions in that, that, but you get the gist of my question. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for both. I I'm definitely looking for a relationship or relationships, but I'm open to to anything. I'm very much not familiar with the lifestyle. (laughs) I'm very much (laughs) not familiar with, with that, uh, with swinging at all. I'd, I'd really like to learn. I, I need to look into it because I'm very much open to it. Mm-hmm. I've only ever known about it between couples and people who are already in relationships. So I wouldn't necessarily know how to go into that as a single man, but I'm very much open to it. And I mean, Hey, if you guys have pointers, send them my way because <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need to learn all these things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've obviously never done it myself, but I think it's, Again, it's just more of being 
authentic being who you are and it's the same like you could lie and and deceive people and yeah you might get a whole bunch more matches but are they really matches right and not not that i'm implying you're a deceptive person by any stretch of the imagination just like or that anyone should do that yeah no yeah. But i think if you, just like being yourself right like people are either going to like you or they're not and like the ones who do great and the ones who don't like you saved yourself a lot of energy and time yeah by avoiding that and so. i think the other like really quick recommendation is like just be be respectful like like kind of like how you would on a normal any dating app yeah just how how you should be how you (laughs) should be yes how you should be on a dating app like respectful kind like all of those types of things go straight into like the the swinging world as well yeah and maybe one final tip and not that our show is all about tips but (laughs) remember that if you're talking to a couple there's two people in that couple and that you it's okay to talk to both of them. Like you don't have to, like, even if you're only interested in the woman sexually, there's also like her partner and they're going to be there as well in some capacity. And, you know, in a lot of cases they would want to be at least cordial. Not not, not all, not always, but. And different people have different, different dynamics, but that's definitely true. You got to remember that there are often multiple people in in the situation. That's our teaser 100 level <laughs> single male in the lifestyle course. Yeah. <laughs> and it leads to another question of mine too. Have you had the chance or do you want to like explore your sexuality at all? At this point, no, I don't, I don't really have any interest in exploring it. Obviously if something, you never know what's going to happen, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but yeah. I don't foresee that anything like that happening, but I would be interested. It's, it's kind of funny you say that because. I would be interested in not necessarily in having like any sort of sexual relationship with another man, but I've never been in a situation where they're like sexually, even in the same room with another man. It's only been when I've ever been with more than one person, it's only been actually only once and it was with two women. And it was just the three of us there. So I've never experienced that dynamic of having another male in the room, mm-hmm. let alone involved. So I'd definitely be interested in seeing what that's like. Um, and I'm, I'm very much open to that. But yeah, as far as my sexuality goes, I don't really foresee that changing, obviously, because it's who I am. So yeah, 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 yeah. And I would say to that experience, it's fun <laughs> and, and doesn't yeah. and doesn't. And does not impact your sexuality in any way, shape, or form. Just being uh, in a yeah. room with other guys having sex with other people. So, <laughs> yeah, not that not that you seem too concerned about it turning, <laughs> turning you by or gay. Looking, or looking yeah. for you to confirm that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just yeah. throwing it out there for anyone li- for any listeners who are like, well, if I do that, I'm definitely gay. But it's not nah, <laughs> no. And so, not not Although that there would that be. Ha- yeah, I'm just say. Not, again, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just that's not how that works. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep well tonight, people. Yeah, you're not just going to magically change your sexuality. <laughs> no. no, typically not. I guess it could happen. It could happen. It could happen, I guess. It could happen, but typically so. not. Well, I mean, I don't know. This has been super fun. Is there... Oh, go ahead, Emma. Do you, do you have any bloopers that you'd want to share? I do have one. <laughs> I, I was like, if you listen to the show, then you've heard us ask this question. So I'm hoping you maybe been thinking about it. <laughs> yes, I do have one. And I told 
the other people involved in this about it and they're they're both like yes you have to tell the story <laughs> because it's <laughs> okay, hilarious awesome. so both i actually mentioned these two girls uh before and i'm friends good friends with both of them and now but this was several months ago this was right before covid actually and i was talking to them we had we had kind of first started talking we've been talking for a few weeks and had had sex a couple times i had been with both of them and things had it had come up like having a threesome had come up not with the other person not with each other there was no connection there but having a threesome had come up with each of them so when <laughs> when it came up with the second person i was like oh wait maybe this maybe we can make this happen between the three of us because i was talking i was talking to both of them and I was having, I brought it up to them both at the same time. I remember I was, I had just gotten out of work and I had texted both of them, basically having the same conversation. Like, listen, like I have this opportunity, like we have this opportunity to, you know, have this other woman involved. Would you be interested in doing that? Cause I know you had mentioned it. And both of them were like, yes, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely do that. And both of them at the same time actually said, well, one of them said, well, what's the other person's name? And I just figured she wanted to know so she could like, you know, look her up on Facebook or something like, you know, figure out who she was. So I told her and she's like, wait, wait a minute. What's her last name? And I told her at that point, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? And I had the same conversation with both of them. And it turns out they were already really good friends. (laughs) These two women that I was talking to were already really good friends. They had worked together in the same place just recently. And neither of them knew that like I was talking to either, like nobody knew about any of the connections that were going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I so only, you were, you were trying to coordinate a threesome with these two women who were best friends, which you didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know that piece. Yeah. I didn't know that they were friends and they weren't talking to each other about me. Obvious, like yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's obvious, but they weren't talking. So it wasn't. It was just this really, like it was very awkward at the time. It's perfectly fine now because we all just laughed about it. But yeah, I basically tried to set up a a threesome with two people who were really good friends <laughs> on accident. So, so to me, did, did the did the threesome happen? It hasn't. No, okay, it never. No. It never did. It never did. But, well, maybe someday. Yeah. Hey, maybe someday. I'm still. We're still all good friends with each other, kind of more or less separately. So maybe, maybe it will. I. I don't know. But I just. <laughs> that was probably the biggest blooper I've ever had, and it's not huge, obviously. But it was like at the time, I was just like, "Wait, you got to be. What are the chances?" Right. Well, because <laughs> well, probably they went to talk to each other and be like. We're sleeping with the same person. We didn't yeah. know it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it, it, it's funny coming to like from me earlier saying I value communication so much. And then I had this happen like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, this is a pretty big city. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah. Well, did you have anything else to ask? I didn't. I just I wanted to say thank you and to give me the opportunity if there was anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about. And if not, we would, it's quite a bit later there. So we will let you get along with your West Michigan evening. Um, not that I can really think of. I just want to thank you guys for doing what you do. Cause this is awesome. And I've learned a lot from the show already. And it's great to put a human, human touch on the things that you read about on the internet. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't believe everything you read on the internet, but everything yeah. you everything you hear on the internet is like our show is legitimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes. Well, well, thank you so much. I know you reached out to us, just emailed us uh, about a month ago. So we're super excited that you did and. And join the Patreon, which is awesome. So thank you for yeah. that. And the meet and greet. And the meet and greet. So full on. All, Jumped right in. Yeah, yeah. All systems go. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's been great. I, I I love the the meet and greets. Those are, that was really fun the first time. And like I said, it's great to see other real people instead of just seeing, you know, Reddit usernames. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a very different world there. <laughs> so yeah, it's, exactly. it's been great. Yeah, no, cool. for sure. Well, thank, I mean, thank you for the support. Thank you for the plug um, for the plug. And thank you for coming on the show, sharing your story again. Like you said, you've learned from everybody else and inevitably somebody's going to learn something from you uh, from this. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys. Have yeah. a wonderful night. Yeah. You too. And we're back. Thank you so much to Wilson for reaching out and jumping right in and sharing his story. You know, he told us that he only found our show a few months ago. So he listened to a couple episodes and then reached out and wanted to share. Yeah. And as you heard uh, him talking about, he has actually jumped into a lot of the community stuff that we've got going on. He talked a little bit about the meet and greet and he didn't share that he is also in the Patreon community. So a huge thank you to him and again, all the other patrons for that. Um, With that, you know, we talked about it in the intro, but... We do a monthly video Q&A with everybody at the at every level. And then if you jump up to the $5 level, there's also a MeWe chat group. So it's sort of just an ongoing chat community where people share all sorts of things that they're doing, uh, ask questions of each other, just get help from each other, and honestly share lots of pictures of food that they're, <laughs> that they're making. And, and other, their dogs. And, and their stuff. Their dogs and their hot tubs and everything like that. So it's a great, it's a great supportive community. Um, and it's, I don't know, again, as we said, we really enjoy it, and it's been great. We also have a women's group for the $5 Not Patrons. This is something that started in April, I believe, and it's been amazing to see the growth and just the connection for all of us. The next discussion call, so we have a monthly discussion call. It'll be uh, this Wednesday, October 14th, and if you miss it, we'll have another one in November, so don't worry. But we also have an ongoing chat group for the women's group as well, so you can join anytime you want and be added to that. Yeah. And the other thing that we talked about at the beginning was the virtual meet and greet, which these are open to anybody and everybody. They're $10. And what we do is we bring everybody together uh, monthly in a Zoom, basically a large Zoom call. And then we use the breakout room feature. So you get a chance to meet in uh, larger groups, smaller groups, and we give you different questions. And it's, I don't know, it's just a fun way to get to know people and have conversations. Yeah, and they've been growing every month too. It's been an awesome turnout. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Our next one is this coming Friday. October 16th at 10 p.m. Eastern. There you go. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed the time this time yeah, since I it. apparently wasn't clear enough in the intro. So we hope to see you at some or all of these events. Uh, again, they're super fun and we're lo- we've been loving doing them. So it's an honor to have such a great community around us. Yeah. And if you happen to miss this, these meet and greets and all these events coming up because you're listening to this later in October, don't worry. Go check out our website, normalizingnominabi.com on the meet and greet tab and on the Patreon tab. You can find the dates for the upcoming events. And one last quick thank you to Alt Playground for sponsoring the show. And again, remember now you can check them out for less than $4 for a three-day trial, $3.99. <laughs> Saving that penny. You never know. Save your pennies. 
So check them out. Head over to altplayground.net. Uh, and again, check it out for a couple of days and get unlimited access. And with that, we will see you on Wednesday for an interview with Rachel. Yes, a, a fantastic interview. As always, we will see you in a couple of days. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.